1: Welcome, everyone. I am Johnny Christ, and this is the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another week, another episode. I'm having so much fun doing this with you guys. Uh, If you guys are enjoying this, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and find the premium tab. Right there, you're going to be able to find all these episodes early and ad free, as well as heading over to our Discord. That's right, we set up a Discord. I don't know what this is yet, but I'm really excited to connect with you guys. I'm gonna be on there ever so often, and I'm just gonna pop in and have some chats with you guys. Apparently, I don't know what Discord is. You guys tell me. Uh, follow us on social media at Dreams with Johnny and share us. And you know, we're all gonna be we're, we're we're everywhere. Also, hey guys, if you're listening to this right now and you're in the local area of Southern California, we're in Huntington Beach at Four Suns Brewing. We are going to be dropping. I drinks with Johnny, filthy, IPA beer. That's correct. I'm actually drinking where I put my mouth. Well, that's not the right sign. But you know what I mean. Anyways, <laughs> we're gonna be hanging out, and uh, you know, come come down and hang out if you if you're in the area. Um, anyways, so much fun. I had a great chat with this next guest, Joanna Angel of the Burning Angel franchise. She created this franchise, and you know, a lot of people say, "Oh, porn star." No. She did so much more. She's in the music scene. I, I did an interview years ago on their website. Um, and we actually laughed about it. I'm pretty sure she's the one that talked to me. I don't know. You guys listen to the conversation. you tell me. And uh, well, we did a photo shoot with the Ben Sevenfold too. And we you know, it was great to reconnect with Joanna Angel. So much fun. We talked about uh, her new book, Club 42, which is out right now. Uh, it's a great interactive book. It, I, I've been reading it. It's fantastic. She did a great job on this. So, uh, listen to this chat. Go check everything out. And, uh, you know, I'll talk to you guys at the end. So, without further ado, I bring you Joanna Angel. Hello, everyone. I'm Johnny Christ, and this is Drinks with Johnny. Thanks for tuning in to another week. As a quick reminder, this is also available anywhere you podcast. I know you got to commute sometimes you got other shit you got to do throughout the day, work out, get a run in, whatever it may be. You can continue this episode just by going anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's out everywhere. Just a quick reminder there. I'm really psyched for this episode, guys. Um, I'm really hopeful that I'm going to get some uh, insight and uh, business side of a couple industries that I have honestly haven't seen the other side of. I've been on one side of them, as many of you have so, and I know you guys are excited <laughs> for this as well. So, I'm just going to go ahead and bring bring her on. My uh, guest this week is Joanna Angel. How are
0: you doing today? Hi. How are you? I'm it's good well. to be here. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sorry to be late. I mean, I'm drinking coffee. That's perfect. Um, I'm drinking you...
1: coffee right now too. Okay.
0: Okay. It's 10:30 yeah, in the like morning I'm...
1: for all the listeners and viewers yeah. right now. It's a, it's a little early to be drinking uh, on a Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday yeah. Morning, so. Yeah. that's we can, Maybe, you know, we can cheers yeah, the coffee. We can cheers the coffee. Yeah, cheers
0: to coffee. It's I'm on my second cup. How about you?
1: Uh, I just started my second cup. That is that is also.
0: We're on the same page. Good.
1: <laughs> so let's get right into <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm excited to have you on uh, and talk about your book uh, Club Forty Two. Uh, yeah, that is out, it's out now. Uh, the it's last time now. I heard you talk about it was on my buddy uh, John brutalid, uh brutally speaking podcast. Easy enough for me to say. Um, I was on that one a little bit ago, and I listened to you guys talk about the book. Um, it's a really cool uh, idea here. It's the second time you've done it, though, where you've done a uh, uh, what? Is, what do you call it? Uh, choose your own erotic fantasy, right? And, yeah. Uh, so this one, I've I, I've just dived into it a little bit, and I've kind of just following. I'm kind of just following Naomi so far. I, I, I haven't right. dived into anything any of the offshoots yet. I'm just following her around the strip club, and I gotta say. I mean, you paint the picture of very many strip clubs I've been to. Um, and I got to ask the question, where's the inspiration for this character, Naomi? I mean, is, is this any way loosely based on how uh, you were, I mean, I know you grew up in New York as well. This strip club is located in uh, Times Square in New York, which I've been to a strip club right there before. And uh, it's, it paints the picture. I mean, it seems like, a, I mean, however inspired by this character was your life.
0: Um, so there, look, it, it still is fiction. You know, if I was going to write a straight up autobiography, I would write a straight up autobiography, but yes, I did used to work at a strip club in times square in New York. So, (laughs) so I used a lot of what I knew, um, the character Naomi, a lot of it is, is me when I first got in the industry, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of like post college, not really sure what to do with my life. And I kind of just sort of stumbled into things. And that that was very much me. Um, But then there's a lot that's fictionalized fictionalized (laughs) about the character too. I did dedicate those book to my sister. Because I feel like the main character is very much like part me, part my sister. Um, Because my sister actually does live in Brooklyn. She's like a total, you know, hipster there. Um, I feel like my sister is a lot of like what maybe I would have been if I never joined porn. You know what I mean? So sometimes my sister's life gets me kind of like, oh, this is what life would have been like if I stayed a normal person.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure a lot of your fans are very glad that didn't work out that way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, everything happens for a reason. So I, yeah, Naomi, it's very much part me, part my sister, but very much me like 20 years ago, not me now. Yeah,
1: Um, of course, of course. yeah. I think, you paint, I think you do a good job of painting. I mean, I wouldn't know firsthand, obviously, but uh, a girl in Manhattan her first time and like stumbling upon like the 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 pseudo audition, that was really just she ends up with the job right away. You know, I don't want to give too much away yeah. from the book and the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, you paint the picture. I mean, everybody, anyone who's been in a strip club knows the neon lights and the DJ and uh, the way that he, he changes his voice and everything. and a few of us might even know what the what, uh, VIP room looks like. Um,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> how, so,
1: did you did before you got into the porn industry, uh, where you were stripping before? Then, correct?
0: I okay, so it was kind of at the same time. My story is like so bizarre.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Um, you know, which a lot of people know and a lot of people don't know, but like you know, as most people know, I got into the industry with my own company Mm -hmm. burning angel you know so most people you know most you know like the the traditional thing in in the adult industry with girls who start their own production studios usually they're porn stars they work for everyone and then and then eventually they branch off and they go out on their own um i started in on my own you know like i i wasn't part of like the world of porn you know i didn't even know i i was on the east coast i didn't know anyone in los angeles whatever i started burning angel when i was in college without knowing anything about the porn industry at all (laughs) (laughs) i was more kind of oddly like in the music industry than the porn industry and not really like i wasn't in like like all my friends were in bands you know um I don't know, that was kind of the world that I knew. Okay. It was part of the part of the scene. Yeah. Um but um anyway, where was I going with this?
1: You say now um, you started out you, you started out your own business first. I mean you went, you went head first. In. You went head first in, you were kinda of, and I, I know this from uh, from Brain Angel because I don't know if you remember, right. but I was actually interviewed uh, by someone on the column because it was it was a site that also included a lot of music too. It, it wasn't just yeah. porn. And I remember back in the day, Which like. Which
0: band were you in?
1: Uh, Event Sevenfold.
0: Well, oh, I, were you in another band before that? No,
1: no, I've always just no, been on okay. Event Sevenfold. And okay. we, I, I did a a phoner one time. I, I don't did even, I interview you? It might have been. A, I don't remember. Was it, was... it was so long ago. Like it so was like probably ago. 15, 16 years ago, maybe something like
0: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It was crazy. What a different time, right? You know, but yeah, that was like a, a... that was like a magical time in like the music scene. I think. Oh um, yeah,
1: definitely for fun. us. I mean, I remember the the reason I was brought on is you know, eventually we were we were young in our uh, in our twenties and we were embracing this whole this whole idea that we were sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And we just didn't say Right, out, no, right. I remember
0: that. So, yeah, and I remember, yeah, people would be like, you got to interview *Avengers* Sevenfold. <laughs> they were like, so crazy,
1: you know. We were a little <laughs> crazier then, but now I've got kids and all grown up and a wife and everything. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, yeah. you're in your early 20s, you're starting to feel some success in a rock band. Uh, everyone can do the math there. Yeah,
0: well, I mean, you guys were huge, <laughs> and you still are. <laughs> I mean, I was like a big fan. I remember... What I had, I think I was in like a music video for you guys. It was guys. a photo
1: shoot, and I wasn't a sure. Photo
0: shoot, right? I, okay, so
1: I remember oh, this God. day, and I'm so glad we're getting into it because I didn't know how to broach it without like feeling bad that I wasn't positive it was you and the rest of the and a few other girls from Burning Angel. But it was it, it was, was so such. A, I
0: mean, it was a, a million years ago. We were
1: we were playing clubs. There was, it was a club I want to say in either Jersey or Connecticut, somewhere on the East Coast, like that. And what I remember the most about this day, I'm so glad we're getting into it at the top.
0: Okay. You it, know, I remember there was something weird that day, but what it was, I don't really remember. I was like a party girl back then. <laughs> I, I don't remember a lot of details of a lot of things in that I, time of my life.
1: <laughs> I, think, I think the only reason <laughs> that's that, okay. that that's usually the case for me, but I remember this one because I wasn't in party mode. We um, all fell ill like the night before, The whole all the okay, guys in the band. It. And like, and we were... We were just, we had a show that night, and, you know, we don't like to do press as often as we don't have to before, at that time anyway, because we'd have to put on makeup and shit. This is back in the day when we were in makeup and all right, the craziness. Right, 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 yeah. We are like, we just got like hours before we got a show. So we're like, oh man, we're we're feeling like shit. People are like just all sick, and then um, girls come in, and everyone looks great, and we just like, we were just like not in party mode, and and everyone okay. had like started having drinks, and we were just like... Oh, I want to do that so bad, and I can't right now. And it was just so funny because I feel like, at the time, all you girls probably walked away going like, "These guys don't party. They're a bunch of fucking." We dicks. did.
0: Yeah, I remember <laughs> us leaving. Yeah, I remember us leaving, feeling like I, I was like, something weird happened that day, and I don't remember what it was. But, but that's not that weird.
1: It's not that. Well, I just don't think you guys do the story behind. It. I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you recall now that I've like. Said my side of the story now. What do you recall from yeah, that? It
0: was so long. I, don't, yeah, I it just was. Remember, again, it
1: was like 15, 16 years ago.
0: I remember going down there and then I remember being like, those guys are weird. Or like, you know what? I think I was like, they are like, especially being from the East Coast, we were very into using the word poser. I was <laughs> like, oh. Those guys are full of shit. They're supposed to be a party band. <laughs> they didn't. <just, laughs> they were boring. <laughs>
1: yeah, we were very boring that day, and you but know, being
0: like boring, that's not like the worst thing to walk away from. Like nothing like terrible. <laughs>
1: good, good, good. I, you know, you never know. And I was okay. like, I, we were, as I said, we were all just. It was just like the wrong day. It was like <laughs> we were just all very. Yeah. Ill. I think I think the Rev or or Shadows like after the show had to get uh, oxygen. Which, you know? In this day and age, it's like it's like if we were that Whoa. sick, we shouldn't have been doing the photo shoot next to other people. <laughs> High in sight, you no. know, being twenty twenty as it, which is kind of funny how it worked out that way. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of silly that we, as ill and sick as we were, we, the show must go on. And just like-
0: the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that was like a t- very. Um, Different
1: time. I'm so glad you remembered that though, because I wasn't sure. That's funny. If I I was Remember. like, I knew that it was with some of the girls burning burning angel, and I wasn't sure if you were a part of it or not. And I, I was, was there. So early yeah. On. Yeah.
0: How funny. Yeah, because I was friends with like your a, a guy who was like a photographer that was working yep. with you guys, so he kind of put it all together. Wow, crazy time. Oh, look and at us we reconnecting.
1: Are reconnecting. Look at
0: us. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Talking yeah. about your book now, being an author, so like let's get back into that. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, Yeah. I mean, over the years, I mean, like, like we said, like, I've, uh, I've been to plenty of strip clubs and, and, and seen one side of it. You've worked at them and seen the other side. I've worked
0: at them. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, been all over the place. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What, what, what can you tell me that, um, I guess the question is like, what, how accurate is the, is the, the behind the scenes look from this book into what you've experienced, like how accurate, I mean, were you really trying to pull from some of your, some, some experience that you've Um, seen rather than ones that you felt or, you know, different clubs have a different atmosphere. I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: So what I did try to really capture is like what it's like to be like a new stripper, Mm -hmm. what it's like to kind of, you know, being a, a new stripper, it's, it's a, A bizarre thing or or any of the the sex industry because for the most part you are new coming from a different world and you're walking into a world where everyone else there is not new so you know you're walking into a room with this you know idea in your head like like everything is so um Complicated and strange and new to you, but everybody else around you was just in their routine, kind of like another day at work. You know, yeah. so I, I did try to really capture that feeling. Um, I, you know, I do think there's just so many like, uh, you know, I tried to really show what what it feels like to have a good day at work, what it feels like to have a bad day at work. Um, you know, so those thoughts are and feelings I tried to really explain from mm-hmm. my point of view um you know and then also just kind of show the cast of characters at a strip club like it's not that much different than the cast of characters when you work at like a restaurant or something like you know you've got all these you've got all these people like interacting and and, they all have their role you know yeah and I, I also tried to show um the relationship between the stripper and the customer because it's it's not what everyone thinks you know like it's not exactly like 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 there's not you know like it's a special relationship like it's not just like the girls walk in and they're like like I feel like a lot of people think the girls walk in they look at everyone and they're like these guys are disgusting I just want their money (laughs) like it's not that you know but obviously also it's not that like the girls are in love with everyone I don't know it's like a symbiotic relationship where both people need each other you know um and so I tried to kind of uh explain that but obviously there's a lot of you know kind of you know fictionalized things fictionalized people um you know there's people in there i'd met over the years where i i don't know invented stories about them that um that, don't just use know, their, just don't those. use
1: their names too closely so they well they yeah <laughs>
0: but also it would yeah no i didn't use anybody's names but people were just vaguely based off other people no one was exactly another person do you yeah. know what i mean yeah so, of course of course like um like i said if i was gonna um write like a straight up autobiography. I would just write a straight up
1: autobiography. Yeah. So, and that's you know, interesting that um, you went that route. I mean, as you said, your, your uh, career in the, in the porn industry has been a little unorthodox how you started one way that w- is very off the beaded path. Um, and then now you, inst- you know, most, uh, most uh, actresses end up going into the biography movie or books and they, you know, some of the big ones have been number one seller biography books right stuff, right yeah decided to go to a, a fictitious place with it was that just to be different or is that what just what inspired you as I mean had you always wanted yeah. to be a writer I mean you came out of college I that- have
0: yeah that is something that um not a ton of people know maybe it's not the most exciting fact about me but I always wanted to be a writer you know I, I took writing classes for, in high school in college I would go to like writing workshops what like for fun you know I would go to like coffee houses and do open mic type things when I was like in college and stuff like that like writing's always sort of been um, my form of expression Uh, sometimes I hated it like when I was younger you know since all my friends were musicians like I was like maybe I'm a musician and I tried when I was in god in high school
1: what did you what did you try there were you just i tried
0: taking like guitar lessons and like i don't know i guess i figured out a few nirvana songs or whatever you know i I, like really like in my brain i was like i want to be like a badass like you know female musician and like it just it wasn't my yeah. my art form it didn't come naturally to me I had to try so hard just to do some basic things it wasn't like when I was having a bad day I wanted to pick up the guitar and shred when I was having a bad day I would want to I'd want to write about it you know that was my uh, gotcha. that was my form of expression you know um sorry that's my phone okay. going off okay. <laughs> um, so so um um that's always kind of been my thing um yeah and you know and even in the porn industry like I've people don't understand how much work it is. Like I've been writing scripts for, you know, damn near 20 years for a lot of my movies. And yes, some of the scripts for my porn is like two sentences and then a guy walks in and, and whatever. But like, I've written like 40, 50 page, like feature length scripts for like movies, you know, and a lot of people don't really understand that. And that's actually was very good for me, like good practice for writing a novel because having like, just like, you know, being able to write on a deadline, being able to write with, like, un- with like boundaries and constraints and kind of, like, here's what we need to happen in this, like, fixed amount of time. And, like, you know, so that was very good practice for me, doing that very regularly for the past damn near, you know, 20 years. Um, and also, over the years, I've done, like, a lot of random, like, like guest, like, sex advice columns, you know, um I've done like little articles here and there for different magazines about like different aspects of the porn industry and and this and that. But um, I mean, I guess fiction, I always did think, like the others, that the first book I ever wrote, would would be a uh, biography. Uh, biography. Um, but this offer, uh, came to me and it was actually very exciting. Um,
1: how many books initially was it for, did you have a two book or three book deal or was, or was it starting? It with was one.
0: Okay. Yeah. It was just to one with the option of a next one. So now I've done two. It's crazy to think that I've done two,
1: two in like um, just a couple of years time too, because the last one released yeah. in 2018, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. I look night at shift, the book right? and that I'm like, just
1: called night shift.
0: Yeah, the first I one. I haven't gone 19. into that one yet,
1: but I now that I've gone oh. into Clump well, you know I gotta go back to it.
0: That and that really means a lot to me, you know, and this has been very exciting for this, you know, this kind of press that I've been doing for the book tour. Like yeah. erotica is usually meant for like women and like housewives. And like I never wanted to write erotica for the typical erotica crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. same with like, you know, doing Burning Angel. I never wanted to make porn for all the same typical porn fans, you know, like I wanted to do something different. Um, It's actually been really cool to see all the, like, the dudes that have yeah. liked this book. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you, that is like you paint, you paint the different. picture.
1: I mean, you're painting the picture. So as I'm reading, I, you know, I could visualize it, you know, I've never, yeah. I've never read erotica before. I, you know, I'm more, when it comes to that, I guess I'm more of a visual guy as they say, but uh, right. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I'm Men don't, and I mean it's it's a very specific thing. People who read erotica, um, yeah,
1: yeah, I no, know. But I, I mean, I'm I'm reading along, and I'm 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 into it right now. It's 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 well written. It's well the as I as I keep saying, I'm so, I'm sure I'll listen back to this. And go, Why do I keep saying that? But it paints a really good picture. I can I can really visualize it. And uh, you have to. Cool.
0: There is one, and I think. I you'll probably find it funny, or I hope you do. There is there was a, a couple, part of the book. There's
1: already a couple like lines that were funny. I was like, oh, yeah, was yeah,
0: yeah. But there's a whole part of the book. If you go to like, she starts tomorrow, mm-hmm. where she goes home and she's dating like a band guy, and I think. You will, you know, I, that is very much based off of someone he will know who he is whenever he reads the book, if he ever reads it, awesome. but, um, <laughs> which he probably won't, <laughs> no, but, knows. um, yeah, who knows? But, um, that one was a lot of fun to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Cause I mean, obviously it came from some, some serious, some serious experience there and, and how, uh, yeah. how a band guy might act around it.
0: Yeah. I yeah, can imagine, yeah. I can
1: imagine already without reading it.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he's not very responsible and you know yeah, but he's very handsome and he's very good in bed, you know, and but he's not a great boyfriend, I guess. I yeah. guess I could just sum it up. But but you know, but he's a lot of fun and uh but it's it was a really fun character <laughs> um to do, kind of awesome. my own little homage to well you've, s- all you've- you
1: men, <laughs> all, all you men in, in rock bands i like the i yeah. like the general the, how uh naomi's kind of a rock snob too and she's like well there's so many different genres of rock and i'm like that's true yeah. I, but at my old age i just sum it up as rock now too it's For like it's rock, all it yeah. covers it all but uh i digress there a little bit because uh i want to get back to the to the writing um that you've been doing over the years with with pornography over the last 20 years as you said um and you know you said it could be from two lines to Forty-five pages, depending on the project, right? But I'm 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 curious as to, uh, you know, in a normal script, you would have a lot of uh, uh stage cues or, as they say, or you know, movement cues and stuff. Is there a lot of that going on um, in the script? Are you writing out like like he does this to her or she does this to him kind of thing, or is
0: I mean, most of the time in my scripts and in most porn scripts, it's like. And then sex happens, you know, and the sex is kind of like it's own. That's the
1: ad lib. That's the ad lib for the actors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But other people do it differently. If there's like a specific thing I need in the sex, I'll write it in there. Like if it's part of the story that I don't know, whatever, you know, like if it has to start off with and then she puts her hand on whatever, like I'll write out certain things. Some companies will have like pictures of like, we need this specific key shot. We need this, you know, like. The thing now, okay. that all the companies are like doing a, like a girls, like a
1: poster board, like a kind of a poster board before we yeah, like be get story into board. it. Yeah, storyboard. Yeah, storyboard. Yes, I mean, that's if, right.
0: If there's something specific you need, like. Like these days what's the popular thing in porn like people getting stuck in the washing machine or whatever you know <laughs> if, you need, <laughs> if you need if you need a specific thing like that I was that, just going to I was just
1: going to refer to you Joanna I mean you would be no. you would know more about what's mo- what's popular versus me cuz again yeah. the searches these days uh, make it very specific and the algorithm's like it kind of already knows it's what you So
0: need. yeah yeah it's very why? What is your algorithm uh, telling oh, you? I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Li- li- I'm not divulging <laughs> that
1: on my own show. No way. What's
0: on your homepage? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some really random shit. I'm kind of into everything, I guess. Uh, um,
0: but yeah. Uh, 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 but most of the time when I'm writing a story, it's just like, and then sex happens, and like okay. you know, and that's something like as I'm directing or whoever the director is. On set, well, you know, if there's things you need during the sex, you could kind of just call it out during the sex, unless there's like specific things you need to move the story around. So my scripts are very much just like scripts, you know, yeah, like, like storyline. This is what story these are the words. Lines. These are the words you need to say. <laughs>
1: how uh, and and going further into that because this is stuff that I'm I really wanted to talk to you about. Like, the, I, of course, the book, but what comes scripts. in behind the book? What comes in be- behind the video? What comes in behind all this stuff? Um, what I mean, how? How easy or difficult can it be working with these different actors and actresses that maybe don't have the kind of experience of acting when they're reading a line, as you might hope?
0: Right. No, I I mean, there's definitely um, in the adult industry, there's people who really enjoy acting. Mm -hmm. Um, There's actually you'd find a lot of like, you know, like Drama kids, almost in porn, that kind of just yeah. wound up here, well, men famous, and women.
1: Famously, a few years ago, I remember Sasha Grey was actually like full on in these independent, like very serious, dramatic roles as well, while she was still uh, doing porn, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she uh, she did both, and then and then she gracefully. Graduated, to, yes, I guess. Yes, yes.
1: However um, Yeah, I saw her in a news article a few years ago, like a newspaper when we were in LA. I, I I don't mean to go off on a tangent here, but I guess that's kind of what you do on a podcast, right? I just saw yeah, I, I just kinda read it and she just had her own column in there and her own uh interview where she was, you know, kind of moved on and, and was like kind of in yeah, the hipster art her. artist. Kind of in the artist yes. mode of, of her life.
0: Yeah. But, uh, but th- so there's a lot of people in porn that love acting. And then there's some who hate it. Um, I usually myself as a director, if I, I like the good thing is I direct so many kinds of things. So like mm-hmm. it's a good way for me to kind of try someone out on the on the two sentence pornos that I make. Oh, yeah. Then you could see if they're ready um, for the others. Yeah. Yeah. So I, if I'm going to do like a big scripted uh, feature I will make sure that it's someone I've worked with before and I kind of get a good gauge of like, are they somebody who enjoys acting or somebody who doesn't? But, you know, I've had everything that could possibly happen happen over the years. I mean, there's been times where I've been on set forever and somebody could not get their lines Um, and that's that's a director's job. you got to just figure out what to do, you know, like. I mean, it is porn. You can't be yeah, like a you Hollywood have a, director, you know.
1: Again, going back to the sex versus the script part, are you telling me that uh, that they're ad-libbing during the sex when they're saying stuff too, or do you? Is that the same way? Like you, like if you need something specifically said. Are you, is that written out? In yeah, script?
0: for the most part, it's ad-libbing during the sex. And um, that go and that would just go you know, by people like just do improv. What they do.
1: Yeah, and that would go. And some are better at improv than others. I mean, you right?
0: are <laughs> you are having sex. Yeah, you know? of course. Like, yeah. Whatever, whatever, whichever way you usually have sex, like I mean, every performer kind of has their thing. Some people are yeah. louder. Some people are more quiet. Some people talk a lot. But like I, you know, every company. Look, I mean, I'll say if it happens to be a really romantic scene, you kind of just say that in the beginning and just. You know what I mean? You'll be like, "Hey guys, we need the mm-hmm. scene to be more passionate, more romance, more this." Or sometimes it's like, "This is a rough scene, so we want this and we want this." Um, I try to go over those things in the beginning because then once people start fucking, I want them to just have fun and fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know from being a performer, you don't want to be like over directed during the sex. So yeah, and, um, and
1: so I yeah. mean, I know it's an age old question, and uh, mm-hmm. but like the the reality, like how often is a performer, uh, a female performer more specifically, enjoying herself? Like in a, in a typical film, you know, you know, is it, is it always, is it kind of 50-50 as you would guess in real life?
0: I mean, first of all, I, I'm not inside of, of everyone's this, pain. Of course, you know? of course. It's, <laughs> it's part of my job as a director to, you know, well, first of all, set an environment where everybody will, will be enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, if a, Girl looks or is acting like she's not enjoying herself. We have to stop the scene and figure out what 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 will make her enjoy. (laughs) I can't, I can't, I can't like have that kind of product. You know what I mean. So it's kind of part of the female performer and male performer's job to enjoy themselves. So. I mean, but yes, I I know what you're trying to say. Are you? I I. That's a question. Are you faking it? It's yeah, like, I don't want to ask that. Mean, but, but no,
1: no, I don't mean that. Because I, I don't look, mean that you're faking it. I mean, like, yeah. I, how much? Where's the enjoyment level? And and like, you know, sometimes in sex, just when the cameras aren't around, it's some <laughs> some sometimes are better than others, right?
0: Right. Um. I mean, I really do. I mean, most girls in porn are are very horny. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not, I mean, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, I'd like to think everyone's enjoying themselves, but like, you know, I've definitely directed scenes in my time where like at a certain point, I'm like, these two people hate each other. What are we going (laughs) to (laughs) do? It's not, you know, but, and there's been very few and far between of those, but you know, when that is the thing I'm like, all right, let's just make this a less intimate scene and figure out what to do we'll get a lot of pov positions we'll try to do this like almost like what can i do to like get what we you know because yeah. not every not every sex scene needs to be some like super passionate you know thing so i'll try to get what i can um where we still have something hot but it's not um all about the connection between the two of them yes um <laughs> but you know but for the most part i think it's kind of part of my job and what I'm pretty good at is, is casting. Um, I'm very particular with the men that I hire. Um, I would never put a guy in one of my movies that I wouldn't have sex with myself, you know? So I, okay. I know what, what guys to put in the scenes that, that I know will make the girls horny. <laughs> that would um, help. So yeah. That always helps. Also, maybe, um, maybe
1: someone who's, uh, you know, not going to be disrespectful on the scene or anything like that.
0: Right. No, I would never, ever, you know, I'm very like strict about, rather, you yeah. know, the men that, that I hired. and you know, I try to just set a good, fun environment. And, um, you know, there's a lot of girls in porn now. Like, if I, and all the directors, like, we talk to each other. If I get word that, like, a certain girl was just, like, really not into it, or she was, you know, just very, like, unpleasant, or just, you know, seems to be there for the wrong reasons, like, I won't, I won't hire them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that's pretty easy to tell these days, you know, especially with, like, social media and like stuff like that um you know this is a pretty like like uh everybody's fucking each other everybody's hiring the same kind of group of people so stuff like that gets around um pretty quickly pretty quickly but i i've been you know fortunate i mean i think part of it's my intuition and maybe just part because i'm just such a great director you know for the most part i think everybody seems to be having a, a pretty good time um on my sets are they faking it? Are they not? I don't know. To me, yeah. it looks real to the viewer. It looks real. Exactly.
1: What's really, what, then what does it matter? I mean, right.
0: <laughs> what you know, like, um, uh, cause I, you know, so uh, I mean, I can't say I've never, ever faked an orgasm in a scene ever, but that doesn't necessarily mean I wasn't having fun. Sometimes, no, of you know, sometimes it's just, you're like on a rock and it's cold outside or something, you know, and like uh, like, <laughs> I don't know that I've,
1: I'm trying to think if I've ever been in that position. I, I don't know, but uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I've I've literally and figuratively been in every every, every position uh, position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. I have yeah. But it's it. Those there's been a few times, and I've learned from those where I'm like, oh, these people are not not having fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, What do we do here? Yeah. <laughs>
1: And, he, and I'm sure, and those, few mean I'm sure yeah, those few, yeah, far between, I'm sure those few, far in between th- times that it happens. Each time you learn a little bit more of how I can get around it, right?
0: Yes, 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 exactly. And how to deal with that situation, and how to um, make the best of it, and how to you know make make the people happy, and you know, and figure it out. I mean, that's that's part of my job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you seem to be doing a good job. I mean, uh, I know that you. Recently, semi-recently, just a couple of years ago, sold Burning Angel after close to 20 years. What was yeah. what was the uh, what was the main decision for deciding to sell? Was it just the right price, the right time? What was it?
0: It was yeah, it was a mixture of everything. I mean, that was a really hard decision. Um, but yeah, I mean, we got you know, I got a, a very good offer that would have been foolish to turn down. But part of the offer as well. Was I had I was able to have a job working for Burning Angel, so oh, okay. I still direct and produce and work for Burning Angel. Um, it's like a couple days a month, um, so it's it kind it's kind of funny that it went from being my whole life to almost like like a part time job, you yeah. know. Um, but still, but that was very important to me in the buyout to still be able to continue and have creative control and input and, um, and still be able to do burning angel. Um, so I still continue to do it. And that's, it's great for me because I can be creative and do the things I want to do without having to deal with all the stress Mm -hmm. of owning it. So it was a great deal. Yeah. I mean, it was the right time. Dude. I, I did it my, you know, I, I did that company for, it started in 2002, you know, I sold Mm -hmm. it in 2018 it was a it was a tough decision, too. It, you know, it felt like I was selling a child, you know? Like, yeah. it's a really weird, it was a weird thing. Um, I felt strange, like, right after I did it. It took me a while. Like, for a good year, it still was hard for me to, to, it's almost like I had to figure out, like, well, who am I? Like, Burning Angel and owning it was kind of, like, my whole life. Yeah. My whole, like, identity. Like, it's almost like I had to take a step back and be like, <laughs>
1: who am I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're definitely sure. an entrepreneur and a, and a director and a writer. I mean, yeah. just from this conversation, I think uh, the listeners can hear that. Um, I have another question though, that, I mean, I'm sure you've answered a bunch of times and it seems like it'd be kind of an obvious answer, but right. uh, you're still working currently and you've been married since 2016 to mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Thomas, AKA small uh, hands. Yeah. I mean, I'll ask about that name later, but, um, <laughs> The first thing I want to ask about that is like you're, you're actively working still. Are you still working with other actors, actresses and uh, filming and um, is he involved in that? Um, and like, how do you guys work that out in your marriage?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, huh, that's a whole other uh, story. But, you know, when I first met Aaron, he was not in the industry. I think mm-hmm. some people don't even know that anymore. So the first few years that we dated, um, he was not in porn and I was in porn. And that, you know, um uh, that was, uh, uh, you know, I, I held my ground. I mean, I remember telling him from our very first date, I was like, do not ever make me choose between my job in this relationship yeah. because I'm not going to choose you. Like I said yeah. that from day one, you know, especially th- that was really in the thick of it. I'm like, this is not even just a job for me. This is a company. There are right. other people whose like lives depend on working for me. Like, do not ever, ever like put me in that position and then also um i also learned i mean i could go on about this forever you know also before him i was dating you know i had a but obviously being in porn for 20 years i went through a bunch of different relationships um and um there was before him i was dating another guy and um that was kind of the first time where i and of course a band guy and it was a guy who was very like well since you're in (laughs) porn i should be able to just like fuck whoever i want and i was like okay well i guess that sounds fair because before that guy i was with another guy in porn so we had our own whatever yeah it just kind of made sense and that was so that was kind of the first time where i was like in a relationship after being in porn for like 10 years and i was dating someone i'm like okay well i guess i don't want want to quit my job so if that's what i need to do to like um be in a relationship with someone not in porn um, okay sure you can yeah. like bone other girls when you're on tour and whatever and like the first time it actually happened i was like oh i am like
1: you're deb- not okay not with this. okay with like, it. yeah you thought you, you thought you'd give, though. I mean, you give it a try though i mean you're open-minded enough to give it a try and it just wasn't yeah, it was
0: humiliating because that first of all there's no such thing as a one-night stand anymore you know what i mean mm. like like i feel like back in the day you know i used to when I was younger, I would go to <laughs> bars in New York. I would fuck people. I didn't know their names. I never yeah. saw them again. I don't know. I I guess I did that all the time. Um, That was a different time when I yeah. was like. Well, everyone's 21. everyone's
1: everyone's been in their early twenties. You know, that's 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 exactly. the difference. too. But, I don't know that now, that's gone away just because of the time. I don't know these times. But but like, now yeah. people
0: people will find each other on social media. Yeah, you know what I true. mean. And and stay in touch and this and that. So I just remember like. A day after that happened, I started seeing a girl on social media going on and on about the fun night they had the night before. And I was like, this is very disrespectful. Yeah, because it's, 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 on, it's
1: on Front Street that way, too, right?
0: Right. And I'm like and then I was like, what I do at work is is not the same as this. It's not comparable. Mm-hmm. Like what I, me going to work and doing my thing, even though I'm enjoying myself, I'm enjoying my job and I'm enjoying the sex is not the same as you going out and meeting someone at a bar and having sex with them, like,
1: having a, like it's yeah, having a different emotional connection. It's a different emotional right. connection. Right? Even
0: if it's a, someone you only fuck once, it's still, it's the attraction that brought you together. It wasn't a day of work that two people were assigned. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I, could, I so, can see the difference.
0: So that, that was kind of the first time I, I experienced that. So then when I met my now husband, I was like, okay, you like me, we're dating, cool. I'm not going to quit doing porn and you can only fuck me. <laughs> gonna keep doing my job cool and that you know that was a lot but i was like that's just how it has to be i'm like but what comes along with it is we'll probably have some fun threesomes and like orgies and stuff like that that's cool but like you like you we're not we're not in an open relationship just because i go to work yeah do you know what i mean so that was a lot for him to handle, and I'm he sure. was a wonderful gentleman about it. We always had open conversations about it, and very like you know we were always honest. And but also, I met my husband. I was thirty-one when I met him, so I was very able to be like, "This is what I'm okay with. This is what I'm not okay with." And he was able to do the same thing. Fast forward to a few years later, I got him into porn. <laughs> <laughs> he came around.
1: Well, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't that that hard to twist his arm after a few of those uh, threesomes and orgies you were just yeah. describing.
0: You know oddly he really didn't want to do it at all it's kind of funny i'm i'm straight up that person that sex trafficked and uh, you know it's, <laughs> <laughs> i think, uh, I think if this story was reversed if it, if it, if it, would it be, was you'd be porn, in a lot of trouble <laughs> i would be in a lot of trouble if i was a man i'd be in a lot of trouble and and then he wound up becoming like the most successful guy in porn um yeah. oddly he was in a band in his earlier days. Yeah, I heard now I he's, heard he's
1: still planning on releasing some music well now, yeah, now easy, he's kind uh, it of, uh, now he's, Something Streets. I I haven't empty, read streets, empty Streets. Empty so Streets. Everybody
0: yeah. go check. Now he's kind of relaunched his music career now that he's conquered the porn industry. <laughs> <laughs> um he wound up becoming very very good and successful at it. So it's kind of funny what started our relationship as like me being in porn and him not being important at a certain point when his career was rising, I started to feel like he was important and I wasn't important because he was so. Do you direct? Do you direct busy. him?
1: Do you direct him a lot then? Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I've directed him a million times all the time. I mean, I work with other guys. He works with other girls. Where not? You know? But it's um. It, I don't know. It's normal to me. Yeah. You know, no. I mean, um, you've been
1: doing it for a long time. You're passionate about it. You. It's a job and an enjoyable job at one. You know. I mean. Yeah. I enjoy my yeah. job too. You know. It, it, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, can understand that.
0: Exactly. Uh, it. You know, when whatever's at work, it's work. You know, we. I. He. He enjoys himself at work. I enjoy myself at work. He's always happy for me. You know, when I have a good day, I've directed him with other girls. I mean, if anything, sometimes the other girls get a little shy because they don't want to like piss me off. I'm like, hey, for the next few hours, he's not my husband; he's yeah. yours. You know, like <laughs> do whatever you want. That's you know? <laughs> interesting. Yeah, no,
1: I, I mean, yeah. uh, it makes sense when you when you when you break it down like that. Like that, um, yeah, makes a lot I of mean, sense.
0: I mean, I'm I, I don't really know what to compare to, but you know. and –
1: I don't think you in really music. can compare it to other things. That's I think that's what makes it a unique. And not in a bad way at all. I mean the, the porn industry gets a lot of bad rap here and there, but right. it, it but also
0: you, I'm sure, as a musician, it. you have a different kind of persona when mm-hmm. you're on stage. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um and it doesn't mean that persona is fake and it's not you it's just it's a certain I've part a, of you. Yeah. I've got about doing I've same. got about
1: ten different personas. I'm on a podcast now and everything. Right. I'm a you know, I do I do a I'm not just one-dimensional, you know, and I don't think I don't yeah. think anyone else really is. I think they get forced into a one-dimensional state of, of
0: it's thinking. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right.
1: Speaking of uh, of your husband, though, um, you guys got married in 2016 in Vegas. I heard mm-hmm. you were uh, you you were married by the Grim Reaper and came we out were. to uh, to Slayer down the aisle.
0: Yes. Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, we so it was what? on
1: Halloween too, right?
0: <laughs> it was. We got married on Halloween of 2016. Yeah, and it was in a. In Vegas at the uh, Viva Las Vegas uh, wedding chapel Um, and they do all kinds they do you know they do Elvis weddings Mm -hmm. they do like they do all the theme weddings but they had a special Halloween Grim Reaper wedding and yeah I had like like blood and stuff on my face and he had like devil horns and it was really fun it was a super goth wedding (laughs) yeah
1: so is was so obviously Halloween and horror is kind of dear to both of your hearts right
0: yeah yeah
1: that's awesome yeah, yeah. what yeah. so just, and really
0: just like punk and and metal and and yeah. music and stuff was you know something we all that we always bonded over even yeah. on our our first date I mean that's always been like an important thing to me I mean you know from growing up in the like scene it's like you just feel this connection with other people in the scene that you just don't feel and it, it stays forever and I don't know if it's like that with younger kids in the music scene these days, I don't know what it's like, but I'm um, asking the wrong a- person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. A, no, I, I mean, know. for,
1: for us, I mean, we've, we've, we've developed, uh, you know, over the years our very, our our, our kind of our own scene in a lot of ways too. Like all of our friends are, so, are super diehard. Kind of, yeah.
0: You guys kind of, did you did your own
1: thing yeah much like you you went out and did your own thing too that's awesome yeah some, yeah. Of, the, some of the questions though uh back to the horror and halloween stuff like uh what what makes you gravitate is it you, you already said kind of the music culture that comes around it as well uh, as we all know but like what's your favorite horror franchise or movie uh, or one of them. I know it's and hard also, to pin also, I've on made,
0: one. also, I'm not sure if you know, I've made a million in, like, like a million. Well, I've made a lot of, uh, like, horror pornos, which kind of became, like, a, oh, okay. like a thing.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, that didn't show up on my algorithm, back to that one, but, uh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've won, I've won awards for a lot of uh, uh, spooky, I'll, I'm definitely spooky check. pornos. I'll definitely yeah. I'll definitely yeah. go
1: check those out, because I, I, I absolutely yeah. love horror. I've got tattoos. Um, I've got Freddie on a tap back there. Oh um, really? Yeah, I don't know if you can um, see it on the webcam.
0: I got I got a tap. Yeah, you know, what's with my favorite? I mean, I think my favorite horror like franchise is probably like the Halloween series. Mm-hmm. You know, I that I was, was always my favorite one. You know, Evil Dead, Halloween, um even Scream. I like I like oh, I love the, Scream. the slasher. Yeah, I love Scream. Like I love the slasher, like whoa. Uh, lost your video. Oh, sorry. There you go. Right no, here. you're good. I got um, The slasher, um, you know what? Yeah, I I liked a lot of the slasher ones and I like a lot of like campy horror movies, you know, like all the Shaun of the Dead's and, you know, oh, that's what I love about
1: horror is it it can be extremely scary and extremely real and extremely cheesy and extremely awesome in the same way. Yeah, it has a spectrum. spectrum. It's like, it's a very big spectrum. I love cheesy horror.
0: There's like, you know, but like, if you're gonna do serious horror, then it has to be like really good. Yeah, you know, yeah, really so good,
1: like the thinking kind of horror and stuff like that. Like you
0: then you have to be legitimately scared. Yeah, you know. So and you then do. if you fail to do to that, that there. yeah. What? There's oh, an there's art an that. art to it. Yeah. No, I know. I mean, that's a that's a tough thing. Yeah. To do. <laughs> Wait, what? So, what are your favorites?
1: Um, I think the the Nightmare on Elm Street is probably okay. my favorite franchise. I just love Robert England as as the role of Freddy. I didn't even yeah. get through any of the new ones, but like when Robert England is Freddy, it's just so. As a young kid, I was actually terrified of it because I think I saw the first one when I was like four. Oh, it was
0: terrifying yeah. growing up, like Freddie and and like well like it. growing yeah. up was like the scary like we like no wonder why we're all like messed up like those movies were <laughs> they were so scary yeah they were up. i like, would have nightmares
1: and stuff and i'm, I'm i would see it right, a little too yeah. soon though like my i had two older brothers that would have you know right. sleepovers and stuff and we, they'd all be watching a horror movie and i'd sneak out of the bedroom at the top of the stairs and watch You'd be it.
0: like that yeah yeah, yeah like totally. you wanted to watch it you didn't want to watch it yeah, yeah like remember when when we were all younger and we all watched poltergeist and then you freak out when the, when the black and white was on the TV, yeah. you know?
1: Or like yeah, you walk would... around and you you know, you walk around the TV's all, was left on by somebody and now it's doing that, but no one else is in the room. You're like, "Wait a minute."
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Oh. Yeah, all the Stephen King movies growing up, mm-hmm. they were so scary. I loved, like, I love The Shining. That's another Shining's one of my. That's amazing. Yeah, I got a, I got yeah. Jack oh, you have, right there. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. What was the newer one that came out a few years ago and it was really bad? It was like based off The Shining, but not The Shining. Yeah. It. 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 What was paper, it called? It like good. dreams. Was,
1: on paper, what's, it looked good. It had It had, ro- it had uh, Ewan McGregor in it too, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it
1: called? I can't remember. I rem-
0: I remember getting an Someone comment right in here
1: or leave a review. Remind us who it it is. It wasn't, you know, the premise wasn't bad. The premise wasn't bad. I I felt it was by the end of it. I was like, Ooh, they missed a couple executions, but I think it could have been really good. Actually.
0: Um, I remember thinking it was bad. What was it? Sleep something. Right, it I don't was know.
1: sleep or dream something. Yeah, something.
0: right. Yeah, like something with sleeping or dreaming. Or I don't whatever. know. I've seen
1: so many damn horror movies, and and actually now that I have Did a, a four year old kid, I haven't seen a good horror movie in a long time because I'm just. How like, do
0: you feel about? Because this is what everyone seems to be torn about about midsomar?
1: I I haven't seen it. Really. I I I was just saying I, I have a four year old son. I rarely get TV to myself okay. anymore, and when I do, it's also with my wife. So I'm like. We got I mean when she loves horror movies as well but she likes the more thriller horror movies. I don't even know which one this is. I'm so out of touch since I've had a kid. Oh, I watch a bunch okay. of cartoon movies. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be real about it. I mean I don't mind it. I mean it, I, there some of them are really good, you know, but Yeah. It's it's it's, yeah. it's part of being a uh, being a parent. And I'll have being to wait sad, to get back yeah. on this. And the again another big factor has been a lot of times I'll get caught up on those movies when I'm out on the road touring and stuff and I'm away from the right. kid for a little bit. Which I haven't, haven't been, I haven't been able to do in a year. And Well, we got off the road in 2018, so I haven't been. Yeah. This is the longest I've been home since I started in the band.
0: You know what's funny is just recently I directed, like a two, last month I directed a, a new porno horror-ish movie called uh, Succubus. Okay. Um about strippers that steal people's souls and stuff. And I I was giving the editor like notes, like on, and you know what? It was kind of funny. Like this is almost like fate that I gave them a a link to one year old videos.
1: Oh, which one was I? What's the name of the song? Oh, Beast in the The Harlot. The beast where we we filmed it in a strip club.
0: Yeah. 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 And it is like basically a movie, a music video about strippers that steal people's souls. And I actually said, told my editor to copy some of the effects from that video because I liked when the girls turned all black and stuff. And yeah. I was like, oh, when the girls are, like, possessed, can you have, like, this effect on them? It was just random that I did that, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. like, Do you oh, know when I'll that keep- one's coming out? Um, Probably in, like, a month or something. I'll, I'll keep you posted. Yeah, keep it so posted. I, apologize. I want to check that out. Oh, yeah, so I, I'm going to copy you guys. That's okay. So it's, the, it's, the,
1: it's, the, it's the best <laughs> form of flattery or whatever the saying is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah i was like oh yeah i
1: want these same effects like on the girls like i was like oh okay cool that's awesome that's that no that's awesome that was those were back in those times when when uh when we when we connected for the first time obviously so it was it was fun to uh reminisce on that um back to the music though anyway like uh as we stated before burning angel was very tied into uh the rock scene the the music scene of whatever you know um and uh, I was just curious, and you had you walked down to Slayer, so I could kind of gauge, and I think everyone could kind of gauge what kind of uh, bands are your favorites um, or artists in general. Uh, so maybe a couple of those, and maybe a couple ones that like no one would ever guess that you get down to.
0: Huh? Wow. Okay. Man, and you know I I love like, I mean just you know I love. It started off like I started I a lot of people they get into music in different ways like punk was kind of what started me off like the whole okay. punk scene you know getting into like Rancid oh, I love it you know Rancid the Bouncing Souls early days Lifetime you know Saves the Day like all bands like that um were like you Know even like, like when I was really younger, like Less Than Jake, all those like bands, were yeah.
1: Like the Warp Tour I bands, I mean, up. Rancid was, yeah, Ro- Warp Tour royalty, but you know, a lot of the other ones you named are kind of just like the, warp,
0: mm-hmm. the cool, loved, awesome rock yeah. Tour,
1: uh, Warp Tour yeah. Ba- bands, yeah.
0: I love No Effects and all, all those bands growing up, you know. And then later on, that's like when I got a little older, I started getting more into metal, mm-hmm. you know, like Pantera and like, you know, Kill Switch Engage and Lamb of God and like, um, you know, Poison the Well and. Uh, like well. like I haven't that. heard that name
1: in a minute. Actually, we did, I know, tour- right? we did we did a tour with them back in on the week in the I feel like days. there
0: was there was like a few years where they were on like every tour.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, they were <laughs> awesome dudes too. I had I, I, I was very young in the band at the time and uh yeah, getting to hang out with those guys and like they had already been doing it for a few years at that time. And yeah. it was like it was I loved, really cool.
0: I loved like Dillinger Escape Plan mm-hmm. and like I don't know that, you know, even like Cave in and all those like uh well, I don't even know what you call that like era. Of uh, metal.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like, um, what, what. There was a name for it. I don't remember what yeah. it was. It was like it was right? like metalcore. Noi- like metal. No, it, was like metal, it wasn't no, metalcore. It, metal core. it was more like noisecore no. or something like that. Or there was a name for it. It'll come to me later. But it was yeah. yeah there was a name for it.
0: But um, you know, I now like these days. I mean, I listen to punk. I listen to metal. I do listen to like even like a lot of like black metal and like death metal and stuff like that. You know, I really, I love children of children of Bodom. Oh yeah. Um, you know, Alexi just Bodum. recently passed away. Yeah, um, I love that band uh, ghost. Um, ghost is great. So ghost is great. There's so much fun. I know yeah. that was like seeing them live is like so much fun.
1: Oh, it's such a uh, spectacle. We, we did, we took them out on, on, on a tour of like 2016. I want to say it was, and it was so much fun. And then like you get to hang out with them afterward and, just Wait, you them. hung
0: out with them without their masks? Yeah. <gasps> uh, like, uh, Tobias. Really- Tobias
1: is is like a really good looking, like Swedish dude. He's like the nicest guy. It was really fun actually to get to know him.
0: Yeah, I know who one is, and I can't say. Okay. Does <laughs> that go? Th- does that go
1: back to the uh, to the to the inspiration no, in the book?
0: No, 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 no no. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah yeah so um <laughs> you you also mentioned in, in just a second when you when you were just mentioning uh just a second ago rather you mentioned some of your inf- in influence or not influences uh <laughs> like uh, early favorite bands. you know. the, you mentioned no effects and uh i know fat mike pretty well now um you guys did a I podcast. Did yeah, you, I know because you guys did a podcast together and then I was asking yeah. him about it. I know you guys had started it or it was going on and he was just like, yeah, man. And then I just found out it was like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you
1: talk to me about your relationship with Fat Mike and that podcast and, and everything like that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, wait. Me and Mike never had a pod I mean, I was on an episode of his podcast that yeah, probably yeah. had a total of three episodes. <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. Yeah, that's what he's that's what
1: he was talking. That's what I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. Like he because I asked <laughs> him I'm all, are you ever gonna start that back up? And I'm and he's like, I don't know, man. It's just a lot of work.
0: <laughs> it is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Um, people have asked me all the time, they're like, you should start a podcast. And I've said the same thing. I'm like, that's a lot of work. I'm like, I'd only do one if like somebody would want to do all the work for me. Like if I could just show up somewhere and do it. <laughs> And somebody else could like take care of all the. Well, you've already got so much other else. stuff
1: going on, but I feel like you'd you'd be, you'd be really good at it with your writing background and and running Burning Angel and everything. Yeah, like that. I mean, no,
0: yeah, I just I think also after Burning Angel, I don't want to like start another like thing myself. Mm-hmm. I want to be part of other people's. Things. Yeah, you've already done. So, like, you've been
1: there, done that. You did your own thing.
0: Yeah. So if somebody wanted me to be their co-host, I'd be so down. That would yeah. be a lot of fun for me. But like the, the like starting something from scratch and setting up an area of like my house that's like a recording studio and like Oh, you mean getting something like gear. this and
1: all this crazy shit that yeah, I'm doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What am I thinking? <laughs>
0: yeah. If there's anything, exactly. It's a lot of work. And if there's oh. anything from running my own business for so many years, I I really enjoy showing up somewhere doing a job, taking a check and going home. Like I, <laughs> they're, I, they're, hey, the American it's, I can see that.
1: I can see that. I, yeah. I can see the appeal there.
0: Yeah. I, I like being part of other people's working things Yeah, <laughs> where I can just come in be myself, do my thing and leave and not have to like think about it 24 seven. Cause that's, that's what happens when you have your own project. That's of course, that's what it is. Yeah. There's no one to turn to and be like, Hey, I need this thing. You know, like you're the one that has to kind of do everything. Yeah. Um,
1: well, I've got a small but, team though. I've got a small team of really good friends that are right. helping me out. But you know, like, yeah, when it comes to who's on the camera and who's doing the talking, Buck stops right. here.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, Anyway,
1: yeah. So, yeah. The, so uh, how was that podcast? I I tried to get it out of Mike a little bit because I don't even know. I couldn't even find it after I talked to him about it. Yeah, like, did
0: it? Did it ever even go anywhere? I don't know. Ever-
1: but <laughs> I I remember hearing about like he was talking about it before, and he was like, "Oh, I'm going to like teach people and educate people on 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 sex, basically, and different different forms of it, and different uh, different things, and bring it to light to oh, light of couples." Was that
0: supposed to be the point of the podcast?
1: <laughs> don't quote me on that that's just what i was talking to mike about i don't know man <laughs> he said I mean, it was something along those lines where yeah he just wanted to he wanted to kind of educate and make and take the stigma out of out of uh, sex workers and and different uh fetishes and stuff and he wanted to kind of take the stigma i mean he's very famously uh tuned into that and uh he's very
0: very into the lifestyle like i've definitely he's been a- at mike's house many times where he's like, suddenly we're all just hanging out. And like, then suddenly he goes to his room and he's in all, he's in a latex dress. And I'm like, all right, so it's that time now. okay yeah.
1: Six flogs, <laughs> six flogs as he dubbed it. Maybe.
0: Yeah, I know. No, he's very much in the life. So I mean, the one episode I did on his podcast, he had another, he's been very good friends with this other porn director, who's, you know, a friend of mine too. Um, and it was me and him both on, but we We've had very different. Um, we, I mean, we kind of just wound up us like telling like funny stories. You yeah. know, we don't really know how educational it was. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: that can be that can be uplifting when you hear other people share a, share a likeness in something that you like as well, and you feel kind of insecure about liking that one thing, and then you hear a story of someone else doing that thing that you like. You know, it's kind of. I mean, I could see how that could be helpful in a way. Maybe that's yeah, how it. yeah,
0: just kind of normalizing it when we're yeah, talking yeah, about, yeah, exactly. You know, our, our times in, in the adult industry. Um, so it was more just like, it felt like I was, you know, just like hanging out with, with two buddies yeah. telling, telling funny stories. Yeah. Um,
1: and that's, that's, yeah. that's a lot of what podcasting can, can be. That's what I found. Do you have any other podcasts that you listen to or, or into like, is there like a, or a genre even? Cause I know that they have like, my wife is really into the murder mystery ones. I was
0: going to say like, are we all obsessed with that? My favorite murder podcast, God, those girls they're geniuses, like yeah. They really, they really, they really live the life. They really figured it out. Um, uh,
1: scary, it's scary. Like my wife always turns to me and is like, they, when we're listening or watching to something like that, like because you know, there's there's the murder porn, as they say on on you know TLC and other sh- late night, where's uh, if I got away with it kind of stuff, and or they how they and she's always like, man, they did it all wrong. I would have, I would have totally been able to kill you. <laughs> and I'm like. Hmm. That's uh,
0: like good to know. Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you are like, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I guess if I I don't listen to a ton of podcasts, but I yeah I listen I do listen to my favorite murder a lot mm-hmm. of times when I'm on like long long drives. Um, yeah, that's, that's
1: how I discovered podcasts. Actually, it wasn't through me doing them. It was like it was just like well, I guess you I was kind of both. I no, you know, I guess it was kind of both because I was starting this as a web series just on our YouTube channel for Avenge Sevenfold. And then now it's on it's on its own thing. But before that, I was like, you know, having buddies over. We'd sit and hang for like two, two and a half hours and have some drinks. But I'd ask my guy, you know, it's a YouTube it's a YouTube video. You can't be more than twenty minutes. He's editing all this stuff out to get it down there. And then I was like and he's like, you know, there's these things called podcasts.
0: (laughs) And I was like, Like, uh Okay,
1: so I could release all of it there. And then we decided just to, you know, put it all out, full length everything and then you know, we'll, we give out extras later on from, from our chats with our, with our friends that come on the show like yourself. Um,
0: yeah.
1: Well, I want to thank you for your time and be on here. I have one last thing I want to ask about that's, you know, the Oculus 2 is really big right now. And you're doing these uh, these fantasy. Uh, have you seen the VR uh, glasses and stuff? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I felt like that was really big and porn a couple of years ago, and everyone's like, "This is going to take over." Mm-hmm. And it didn't exactly take over, but it has its place. Yeah, it so has it its has its place
1: plot. there. And I was just, I was curious if have you thought about? I mean, as you said, you're still directing and, and working on stuff, and you have a, have a story that's a build your own fantasy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of yeah, right. It <laughs> th- seems like it would go hand in hand. Have you given any thought to that?
0: Okay, so I actually tried for a little while to direct VR porn and that is very much, um, I think that the people who are, you need to really be like a techie nerd. I'm not even gonna say nerd. A person who's very good with that technology. Like you don't really need a creative person on that set. Okay. You need a person who knows exactly where to put the camera rig and like where to move people because that kind of porn is so exact and so particular. I could imagine. Um, if you're if you put your arm in the wrong place, the shot's not usable. If you put like so, most of okay. the people directing, um, VR porn, they're not like writers and creators or. People like me where, you know, my skill is like coming up with a good scenario, casting people, pairing people and styling people and, and, you know, and stuff like that. Those skills really aren't necessary in VR porn. You need to just be more of like a like a person that's very familiar with the technology. And, you know, because that's kind of like the real thing, like and story the story you can't really have a lot of story because it's not filmed in the same like traditional way. Like, the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the story is very much from like from one, your, one point of from view. your point of view. Yeah. yeah okay. It's not like you, you don't see two people talking where you have like a wide shot and a close up and you don't really, you don't really have like dialogue in the same way that you have, um, regular dialogue, if yeah. that makes any sense. Well, the second so.
1: part to that, I know that I said that that was the last question, <laughs> but it, it, it begged another thing that I, that kind of just follows up on that real quick is uh, how do you feel that, um, I mean, you guys were kind of a based out of a .com eventually, but I know you started off with videos and stuff uh, early on. And, you know, you've been in the industry for how long you have now, as we've said, how do you feel about um, uh, like uh, all these websites like Pornhub and, and others um you know, that, uh, you know, they're, they're having their paywalls in there now, but they also have a lot of the, you know, the free stuff and, uh, you know, how does it compare to amateur versus professional? Can you just fill me in on how you feel about where the industry is going, um, as, as it continues with these, with these kind of sites?
0: Yeah. I mean, the industry is in a very unique place now. Um, but I'm sure I think, I really think it's the same thing in music, mm-hmm. um, Maybe even, eh, not so much in Hollywood. Um, you know, like, like back in the day, every band needed uh, to go to, like, a real producer, you know, a big music studio. You needed a record label and stuff like that. Now that's not totally necessary. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but they still exist. Um, I don't know. I mean, porn is in a unique place right now. Um, uh, that's another reason I'm glad I sold my studio yeah because studios are not quite as uh, necessary as they used to be but i right. think right now which is the same as music like obviously the music industry still exists mm-hmm. you know but i think a lot of the the middlemen kind of fell out because it's either like you either should be like on like i don't know blink 182 level or you may as well just be doing things yourself yeah do you know what i mean which i'm sure blink 182 does things themselves too but you know no, what yeah I mean. no
1: it's a lot of tech like, a lot of the technological advancements that have come if you can if you can start working with them there's a lot of great opportunities there and a lot of things yes. like like i'm doing even even in this podcast right now i'm doing a lot of it diy i have a guy that i send it to but exactly. there's no one else in the room with me right now you know it's right, not a big right. studio setting you know
0: but you have a following mm-hmm. you know yeah if so you it's, did, if you didn't it's, right. it's Right. It,
1: it, it has to build. Um,
0: right. Yeah. yeah like I, girls, I, that's
1: a good comparison. You to,
0: yeah. You used to need to work. I mean, but, you know, same thing, like to get a following as a band, you used to need to be on a label and have people pushing you and do press and do all yeah. that stuff. Now you can get big on your own on, um you know, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on whatever. Yeah. Um, same thing. Girls used to need a porn studio to give them a name. Now they can make their own name. They could, you know, a lot of successful girls have built a following on Instagram and then they've done porn. A lot of girls have just made their own stuff on Pornhub and developed a big fan base on there and then, you know, do their thing. But Mm -hmm. then there's but the studios still still exist, you know, same way, the, you know, a handful of the major labels still exist. But I think the studios now because, you know, I, I do I direct for Burning Angel, which was bought by one of the biggest conglomerates you know they're Mm -hmm. they're called adult time it's a very big company you know there's kind of same way in music where there's probably like three big companies right now it's the same way in porn there's like three big companies um and they still exist i think the difference now is that the big studios are making very 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 high quality porn so it's not gonna look
1: yeah you'd see the drop off a little bit right
0: Right. So it's almost like if you're gonna have a studio, you should be making like top notch stuff, or you may as well just be making your own stuff. And and the term that's amateur it. porn, I mean, what is amateur I don't porn? even what? know that
1: that's a good point. I don't even know yeah. what that would be anymore. Yeah.
0: Because so many girls are making porn themselves, produce themselves, and it looks really good. I mean, mm-hmm. you can make really high quality porn in your house on your phone, you can buy it, you can do so much. It used to only be the studios that we're able to produce this level of stuff, but now like anyone can, um, can do it. So um, I don't know. It's a unique time. Um, I'm kind of in both worlds because I I do my own thing on my OnlyFans and I use all the platforms and I, I, you know, I use the Pornhub program and stuff like that, but then I'm also still directing for Burning Angel. And then plus is part of my deal with the buyout. Like I direct for some of the other studios they own too. So, so I work for like, the big time people and then I'm also doing my own thing on the platform so I'm I'm kind of in both of those worlds um that makes a lot of sense
1: no and and you're you're in that space that's cool that you're able to (laughs) you're you're able to after 20 years continue to 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 evolve with it and and do what you want and still and still be happy right which is great yeah now you're doing the book and
0: yeah no I feel feel very fortunate very happy very uh you know I'm happy to still be here and uh Having fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so Sometimes much for I'm your like, t- I, Yeah, I'm like, I don't know how much longer this is going to last. I don't know, but I'm, I'm here until I can't be here anymore, you know? Yeah, that's yeah.
1: awesome. Well, thank you again, Joanna. Everyone go check out more of Joanna Angel on Instagram. From there she's made it very clear that you can get this book by ordering from her link in her bio and she's constantly talking about uh, you've got signing, virtual signings and stuff and a bunch of cool stuff to uh, prop up this book, uh, Club 42 everyone go check it out, again thank you so much for your time and uh, thank you, let's stay this, in was, touch. this
0: was really fun and I've been a long time fan of Avengers Everfold for a okay. very long time, so this was a, a cool thing <laughs> <laughs>
1: awesome, they, it's, it's, it was great to reconnect with you after, yes, after yes. the and, and yes. this time I wasn't ill, so it, it It's a lot better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you're still lame. Yeah, I'm still
1: super (laughs) posing. Super (laughs) posing. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thanks to Joanna Angel for being on the show. So much fun talking to her. I'm so glad that she forgot (laughs) if it was us or not when we did that uh, photo shoot so long ago. Uh, You guys go check out her book, Club 42. Really cool book. Uh, I've been reading it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, again, thank you guys so much. And uh, if you want to be part of the filthy animal crew, head over to Dreaks with John.com. Find the premium channel right there. You know what? Just follow us everywhere. It's Dreaks with Johnny. You guys know the spiel. It's super easy. We're everywhere. So if you